Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here flying solo this week, Friday, September 11th, Season 2, Episode number 36. We talk about lots of stuff, uh, including Ozzy's new album apparently is being delayed by COVID-19. His producer, Andrew Watt, has COVID-19. We'll be talking about that. Metallica beating out Katy Perry and snagging the best-selling album of the week on the Billboard charts. Not too often that a rock album is number one on the charts, so pretty cool achievement there. Pantera going to be releasing a 20th anniversary edition of Reinventing the Steel. We'll let you know what's coming with that. Virtual drumming tribute happening with Neil Peart this weekend. And a new story about guitar sales apparently around the country at record high numbers during this pandemic. Plus, we got on this day of music history trivia a couple good ones this week. This week's new releases, weekly WTF and more. Not too many albums out this week. Uh, Not really any in the rock category worth mentioning, so I will skip that one for this week. Virtual shows this week, though, as I mentioned, there is a huge tribute to Rush's late drummer Neil Peart that will take place this weekend online with such heavyweights as Stuart Copeland, Foo Fighters' Taylor Hawkins, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Chad Smith, Chicago's Danny Serafin, Cindy Blackman-Santana, and more. Neil Peart, of course, passed away on January 7th at the age of 67 earlier this year after battling brain cancer for the past three years. So Rolling Stone is reporting that this uh, tribute to Neil Peart will run on Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, will be available to watch on Fight TV. Fight.tv. A ticket to the pay-per-view event costs $12.99 and lets you stream the show from your phone, tablet, or computer. You can also watch it on your TV through Fight TV app, which lets you control the action on the TV. And you can even get some special VIP meet and greets. I think they're about $150, but you get to uh, hang out with uh, the drummers uh, and get do a Q&A and uh, kind of a meet and greet thing virtual, of course, you know. But that sounds kind of neat. So check it out. Live X Modern Drummer Festival 2020 tomorrow. Tribute to Neil Peart. All right, some rock news this week. The highest-selling album of the week on the Billboard charts, not going to Katy Perry. It's going to Metallica. They have the number one-selling album this week. Both Metallica's S&M 2 and Katy Perry's Smile were released on the same date, August 28th. The numbers show that Metallica moved 56,000 equivalent albums, while Perry lagged behind with 50,000. One thing I will say that Metallica was very smart about doing is uh, when they did their um, drive-in movie theater thing at the end of August, every ticket included four copies of the new album. So guess what? Every every ticket that uh, or car pass that someone bought, that's four albums that they can put on the charts that they sold. Uh, so there you go. That's a clever way of boosting those album sales during trying times. Uh, props to Metallica for keeping keeping on the edge of that. Um, all right, some more rock news this week. Ozzy's uh, new album apparently is being delayed by COVID-19. He's revealed in a new interview with Rolling Stone that his producer, Andrew Watt, has been diagnosed with COVID-19. He told Rolling Stone this week, quote, I'm trying to write something new with Andrew, but he had COVID. He was very sick and he still is. 
Uh, Ozzy continued, quote, the thing about this uh, effing COVID thing is I don't think they really know what they're effing dealing with. It changes. One time we're told it's harmful to older people. Now it's also harmful to young kids. It's effing weird. But Andrew was one of the first ones to get it, and he's still kind of sick with it. He's had good days and bad days, you know. It effs up your lungs, end quote. That's Ozzy talking about his producer, Andrew Watt, diagnosed with COVID-19. And uh, apparently uh, they were working on more new music. It's delayed now till 2021, and hopefully he can recover uh, quickly and safely. Marilyn Manson, speaking of the pandemic stuff, opening up in a new interview with Heavy Consequence about his life during COVID-19. They asked him, Marilyn Manson, what his day-to-day life has been affected and what it's like now. And uh, he said, quote, well, I think in some way it's fortunate for me as someone who has to live with this like everyone else that I don't really like to go outside and socialize that much aside from touring. That does leave a hole in my emotions because I'm so attached to it. I guess the routine of that plus the love for being able to sing and perform in front of people is missing for me. He went on to say, quote, but I've really tried to focus on making more art. I will admit I've watched probably more television and movies than I should have, but I've tried to make it productive. I've tried to compile my art book that's coming out later this year after I did the artwork for the album. All of the album, it should be noted, was finished probably in January. So he finished the album before all this stuff happened, but he's been working on art and looks like Marilyn Manson's got a new book that's coming out at the end of the year. So check that out. Pantera fans, listen up. Pantera is going to be releasing the 20th anniversary edition of Reinventing the Steel. That is their final album, and it turns 20 this year. Rhino is going to be releasing two new versions that will feature an unreleased mix of the album uh, by producer Terry Date. So it's going to come with the remastered version of the original album. You'll get that. You'll get a selection of rarities, uncut, or excuse me, outtakes and uh, different demos and all kinds of stuff from the sessions and you'll get that third CD which is the alternate unreleased mix of the album by producer Terry Date so Reinventing the Steel 20th Anniversary Edition is due out October 30th so check that out Pantera fans alright, Hailstorm's Lizzie Hale in a new interview saying she's taking more risks with her new music Uh, she recently told UK's Rock Sound Magazine this quote Uh, Here you go. With this pandemic and the future kind of being unknown, at least for me, the way I'm feeling is that I'm living in the now. I'm like, hey, if this is the last song I ever write right now, I'm going to finish it and I'm going to enjoy every bit of it. I'm not going to settle. I'm not writing for radio or what I think the fans want to hear or what I think our label wants to hear or our management. Whatever it is, I'm writing from an element of my truth, and I've always done that. But I think it's just peeling back another layer of that onion with this pandemic, end quote. I thought that was a kind of a cool quote from Lizzie Hale, and I hope a lot of other musicians are thinking the same thing, like, screw what the radio wants, screw what the the, the label wants, I'm going to make music for myself and my fans that I can feel happy with, that if this is some of the last music I ever released, I want to make sure that I'm happy with it. I thought that was kind of cool. Did you guys check out the new, I know I talked about the Aussie thing with uh, the COVID-19 and his producer Andrew Watt having that, but did you guys check out The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne? It debuted on Monday this week on the holiday on Labor Day weekend, and there was a pretty crazy scene when um, apparently Ozzy and Sharon were going over the fact that Ozzy tried to kill Sharon one time. Uh, she said, quote, Ozzy came into the room. I had no idea who sat across from me on the sofa, but it wasn't my husband. He just goes to a stage where he gets that look in his eyes. The shutters were down, and I just couldn't get through to him. He was on drugs, and he's just said, quote, We've come to a decision that you've got to die. She continued, He was very calm, and then suddenly he lunged across at me and just dived on me and started to choke me. 
Ozzy, who said that the moment was, quote, not exactly one of my greatest achievements. Yeah, that's an understatement. Added, quote, I felt the calmest I had ever felt in my life. I was just peaceful. All I remember is waking up in Amersham jail, and I asked the cop, why am I here? And he says, you want me to read your charge? And so he read, John Michael Osborne, you have been arrested for attempted murder. End quote. Ozzy was sentenced to six months in medical detention. And uh, still a chapter of their life, I'm sure, that's uh, pretty crazy, right? So check that out. The Nine Lies of Ozzy Osbourne, if you haven't seen that yet, debuted on A&E this week. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right. And the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure. And remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. Slipknot's Jay Weinberg, the drummer from Slipknot, has teamed up with Vader Drumsticks to release a new drumstick on the occasion of his 30th birthday, which was a couple days ago on September 8th. Not coincidentally, the drumstick is called the 908, commemorate his birthday and the area code in which he grew up and began playing drums. I thought that was kind of cool. So if you guys need a heavier stick, uh, if you play the drums uh, pretty heavy, might want to check out that Jay Weinberg 908 stick from Vader. Um, All right, there's a new special featuring Brian Johnson and Dave Grohl. It's called Brian Johnson Meets Dave Grohl, and it's set to premiere September 17th on the UK's Sky Arts channel. Uh, It will become free to air later this month, allowing all viewers to watch it at no extra cost. Uh, The show's official description reads, quote, It's a meeting of rock legends as ACDC frontman Brian Johnson meets Foo Fighters lead singer and frontman uh, Dave Grohl at the Foo's LA studio to share stories about life on the road. End quote. That sounds kind of cool. I'd love to hear some Brian Johnson stories on the road, uh, stories about ACDC, you know, back in the 80s and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. So check that out. That's debuting on September 17th. 
uh, Mick Jagger addressing the possibility of the Rolling Stones recording new music. This was a pretty big story this week. In an interview with Rolling Stone, Mick Jagger talked about recording again, and he said, quote, I don't know when we're going to get together at the moment. We don't know when we're going to get together and record. It's got to be in safe circumstances and all that stuff. He's currently isolated in the English countryside and says that that this gives him enough time to finish what they've already recorded. He's described it as, quote, pretty varied. A lot of all kinds of different kinds of music in there. In the interview, he also said that he and Led Zeppelin's Jimmy Page can't agree on where the Stones' new track Scarlet was recorded. Page remembers it to be at Ronnie Wood's basement studio, but Mick Jagger remembers it to be at Olympic Studio in London. The previously unreleased track, which is featured on the band's newly expanded edition of Goat's Head Soup, was released last month, so check that out. More Aussie news. It looks like Aussie's getting his own Funko Pop. It was released this week on September 8th. The vinyl figure is inspired by the cover art for his last al- or latest album, Ordinary Man, and they're available only at Hot Topic. So there you go. Check out that collectible. Uh, Billie Eilish teaming up with Fender for a signature ukulele. That's right, a signature ukulele, and it actually looks pretty badass. It's got a built-in preamp, uh, a really nice preamp. Uh, apparently, what, where's the? Uh, it's the Fishman Kula preamp, uh, which is a very good acoustic preamp. It's a black matte finish overlaid with her uh, symbol. It's this blosh symbol, I guess is what it's called. It's also uh, got that preamp in there, and they're offering three free months of online guitar, bass, or ukulele lessons through their Fender Play program. So that's kind of cool. So check that out. Uh, And speaking of guitars and all that good stuff, guitar sales are apparently at a record high during the pandemic. Uh, Music research organization said that between 2007 and 2017, sales of electric guitars dropped about 30%. Pretty crazy. And for a while there, it appeared that the guitar might be over. But things have changed big time in 2020. Andy Mooney, the chief executive officer of Fender Musical Instruments, which is California-based guitar company, said it has provided guitars to rock and roll performers, of course, since the 50s. But he says 2020 is a year like no other. He says, quote, we've broken so many records. It will be the biggest year of sales volume in Fender history, guys, in Fender history. Fender's been around since the 50s. Biggest year of sales ever. He says, quote, I would have never thought we would be where we are today if you asked me back in March. It turns out many young adults and teens, particularly females, are helping fuel the guitar revival as they snap up guitars to deal with the stress of the pandemic. Pretty crazy, right? The biggest selling year in Fender instrument history. Wild. All right. On this day in rock and roll history. No, well, we got some birthdays first. Marcos Curiel, guitarist from P.O.D., turning 45 this week. Joe Perry, lead guitarist from Aerosmith, turning 70. Mikey Wade, bassist from My Chemical Romance, turning 40. Robin Goodridge is the drummer from Bush right now, turning 55. Miles Zuniga, the guitarist from Fastball, turning 54. Adam Sandler, turning 54 as well. And Guy Ritchie, the director of Snatch, Sherlock Holmes, and more, uh, turning 54 as well. All right, on this week in music history trivia, guys. On this week, in 1994, set your Wayback Machines to the 11th Annual MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, Okay, so the question is, what band leader uh, introduced Tom Petty for the Lifetime Achievement Award? The lead singer of this band introduced Tom Petty at the MTV Music Awards in 1994 for the Lifetime Achievement Award. What leader of what band was it? Was it A, the Smashing Pumpkins? Was it B, the Black Crows? Or was it C, Green Day? What do you guys think? Tom Petty, Lifetime Achievement Award? 
It was actually Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan gave Tom Petty the Lifetime Achievement Award and a really nice speech kind of tying in how he grew up on his music and I thought that was pretty cool. And that was a huge year for Tom Petty. Wildflowers came out. Uh, you don't know how it feels. Uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane. That was a big album, that Wildflowers album. I saw that tour in 1997 a couple of years later, and it was my first real rock show. And, man, that, that show blew me away. Amazing stuff. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea Krill Reserve Alright, we got some more trivia, guys On this week in Music History Trivia In 1998 Alright The lead singer of this band Appears on an episode of Judge Judy As the defendant in case Involving a drummer from his band Who sues the lead singer For allegedly headbutting him in a contract dispute this was 1998. Judge Judy, lead singer of this band, appeared on Judge Judy. What band was it? Was it A, Motley Crue? Was it B, Testament? Or was it C, The Sex Pistols? What do you think? Believe it or not, it was The Sex Pistols singer Johnny Rotten. He appeared this week in 1998 on an episode of Judge Judy as the defendant in a case involving his drummer who sued Rotten for allegedly headbutting him in a contract dispute. There you go. Uh, YouTube it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to YouTube it here in a second. I want to watch that. All right, some movie TV entertainment news this week. Saturday Night Live setting its premiere date for this fall. It will be happening on October 3rd. Uh, so details, though, on the production, safety measures are being kept under wraps for now. Not really sure how they're going to pull it off, to be honest. Are they just going to wear masks the entire time? We'll just have to see. I don't know. Uh, more movie TV entertainment news as The Godfather 3 apparently is going to be re-edited by Francis Ford Coppola. Um, you know, Godfather 1 and 2 are widely viewed as two of the greatest films of all time, but The Godfather 3, not so much. Now Francis Ford Coppola wants another shot at it. He's going to release a re-edited version that will include a new beginning and a new ending and be called The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. Coppola said the re-edited version will better reflect what his intentions for the third Godfather film were, putting it out for the 30th anniversary of the 1990 release. He plans to have a limited release of the movie in theaters in December, and he said in a quote, For this version of the finale, I created a new beginning and ending and rearranged some scenes, shots, and music cues. With these changes in the restored footage and sound, to me, is a more appropriate conclusion. End quote. So there you go. Check it out. Also in movie TV entertainment news, this was a big deal. Will Smith announced this week that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion is coming to Peacock. He announced on his YouTube page that they have ordered two seasons, which is apparently unprecedented. Two seasons uh, right off the bat, just off of the pilot. Uh, and it's apparently kind of a darker, dramatic series based on the Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So there you go. It's called Bel-Air, and uh, it may be coming out next year. We'll have to see. 
I thought this was really cool of Kevin Hart to step up uh, for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. That's an association near and dear to my heart. My cousin Brett um, passed away at the age of 15, just a very young age. Muscular dystrophy battled it pretty much his whole life. Uh, so uh, Kevin Hart carrying on the Muscular Dystrophy Association torch. Uh, it's the Jerry Lewis MDA Telethon. It's now being rebranded as the MDA Kevin Hart's Kids Telethon. And that's coming up October 24th. Jack Black in there. Michael B. Jordan, Josh Gad. Lots of people going to be raising money for a very good cause. So check that out. Uh, news from around the world. Uh, here in California, man, we are battling some fires uh, like you've never seen. Some wildfires that are out of control here. Uh, we've lost lives of firefighters as well as people uh, as their homes have burned down. I know that in Louisiana, the hurricanes have been pretty crazy as well. Uh, one of our radio stations in Louisiana, actually a tower came off of the radio station and tumbled down and crashed into one of the DJ's cars. And I saw the picture of that today, and that was pretty wild. So uh, be safe out there, you know, check in with your friends and family, and just do what we can in these crazy times. Um, all right, so trick-or-treating. You guys think trick-or-treating is going to happen? Well, L.A. County is not bounding, banning trick-or-treating after all, but recommending against it. A lot of people were saying that they should have a ban, but I don't know. A ban is, seems like a, kind of too much. Um but I would, yeah, I'm not going to be handing out candy. My lights are going to be off on my porch. I'm not going to be handing out candy. I'll probably put up a sign that says, sorry, guys. But, I mean, would you want your kids in the age of COVID and all this stuff going around getting candy from strangers, going to people's houses? I don't think so. Uh, don't be doing the candy stuff this year. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and... Passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again. As he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it. Because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boff? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face like a monkey threw up into a meat grinder that's why i fight greasy 
Tiddly Sweeney Doo as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. All right. Here's this conspiracy corner this week. Facebook will pay users to deactivate to deactivate their accounts weeks ahead of the election to help bring to light how social media impacts democracy. So they will be paying users who complete surveys or deactivate uh, their accounts as part of this research. You'll get $10 per week, $15 per week, or $20 per week. Uh, so I'm not sure. They haven't settled on an amount yet, but apparently uh, it's going to be happening. So that'd be kind of interesting. It would be a cool study to do to see how social media is affected by that. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to pull it off, but we'll see. Weekly WTF this week. Man blew up his house trying to kill a fly. It seems like I always hear stories like this every every now and then. Um, usually something's like something crazy, right? Like a guy gets a hairspray and turns it into a torch and tries to kill a spider or something like that, right? Well, this guy, he was a Frenchman in his 80s in France. He was unaware of a gas leak in his house. He attempted to kill a fly with an electric fly swatter. You know those ones they sell at the dollar store and it's electric fly swatter? Well, apparently the reaction between the device and the gas caused an explosion, destroying his kitchen, damaging the roof of his home. He has since checked into a local campsite where his family repairs the house. Crazy. Um, All right. Weekly WTF this week. Uh, Also, family refused to stay in an Airbnb with devil worship decor inside and they wanted a refund. So they took some pictures, and I saw it, and I got to agree with this guy. It's kind of crazy. He paid 1500 bucks for two nights uh, at this two-bedroom home. Uh, so here's the deal. When they went there, they found, quote, seemingly satanic items and stuff for witchcraft rituals. They included what Joseph said were animal skulls and ritualistic floor markings in the basement, with the markings leading to a door that opened to a bathtub outside surrounded by unlit candles. Joseph also found photos, candles, and books seemingly dedicated to rituals, which he said looked quite looked like devil worship, along with demon-like figurines and a bag with apparently was a dead bird inside. Uh, crazy. They were not giving him his refund, <laughs> uh, but crazy, right? Uh, all right. So this was, uh, you know, something here, uh, the last story of the week. Uh, the $15 cake shield. It helps you blow out your birthday candles without getting germs on the cake. I gotta wonder, like, how they didn't think of something like this before. It's pretty simple. All it is is it's made from fruit and drug, uh, FDA-approved recycled plastic. It allows the candles to be placed on top of the box to be all blown out while keeping the cake free of any germs from the birthday uh, celebrant. So I thought that was kind of a cool idea, and I gotta wonder why they haven't thought of something simple like that uh, before. Whoever thought of that's gonna make a lot of money. Congrats to them. All right, that does it for us uh, this week on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Uh, Give us a like and a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Garage Rock Show podcast. All of our links are up, nine different platforms at thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoyed our episode this week, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. 
Uh, We do appreciate it. And have a good weekend, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.